0: Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel and Adam for another episode of Horror Express. And tonight we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, which is a 1984 film directed by Wes Craven. I don't think I need to give a plot summary of this film. You know, Freddy Krueger invades Nancy's dreams and tries to kill her, and she fights back. Um, You know, Johnny Depp uh, becomes a massive uh, fountain of blood. And you know, a lot of other things happen, uh, but I think everybody knows the basic plot of the movie. Uh, so, so I don't know. Uh, where do we want to begin here? Uh, I'm assuming we've all seen this. Is that is that accurate? Oh or, yeah, no, I mean, first time. Sense?
1: Okay. Like, I think the first time I watched this, I was like 14. I was like the same, like right around the same age as the characters as they're being portrayed in the movie. The actors are older, they're like in their 20s, but like yeah. the characters are supposed to be like 14, 15, I think. And that was about the time I first saw it. And I've watched it pretty much every single year, if not several times a year since then. It's one of those movies that gets, I don't know, it got in the favorites category. So I occasionally rewatch it.
2: So weirdly for me, I. I, like, well, I, I saw this on videotape shortly after, you know, it hit video back in the day, but uh, I realized I really haven't watched this since the 80s. I felt like I have. Like, I think I've seen some of the sequels since then, but I was like, I barely remember this movie, as iconic as it is. It's like I didn't realize I didn't. So, So most of the plot, actual plot within there, I was like, oh, wow, I'd forgotten about that. So it was... It actually felt a lot like watching the movie for the first time. I couldn't remember any of the specifics. Okay. You know, I remember, I remember like, you know, the big some of the big death scenes and stuff. But that was about it, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the giant the giant Depp one's a really
0: big one, and the, the yeah, that film. was that's yeah, I, I spoiled and, obviously for people at the beginning of the thing, but I mean people should know there's going to be spoilers. At the and, point. Yeah, you can't. The movie is older than I am, dude. Like, night yeah, night. I'm
2: I can't. Too can't. yeah, I'm not too worried but yeah, about it. The thing that was odd though, I was younger than all those actors when I saw it. I was like in middle yeah, school or something when I saw it. So after all this time coming back and watching it i'm like they're all such little babies it's it's really strange but uh they don't they don't look the way they look in my mind you know in my mind's eye (laughs) all this time like they're nancy's like 18 years old or something but uh which was old to me then
0: i'm not as committed as joel but i i you know like i didn't i don't watch it once a year but once every 10 years or so i've rewatched it uh which is about enough for me and so this was (laughs) this was Coming very late on my t- like I think the last time I saw it was like 2010 maybe when the I think they put out a new one and I saw it. Oh at yeah, that time. I remember that one. Yeah, um,
1: but uh, yeah, I, the first I time the new I one. what was that? I skipped the new one. I, I like the actor it's, they chose it's, for Pretty.
0: It's, Cougar, it's but. Not yeah, good liked it's not No, I like the actor,
2: and I still it, skipped it too.
0: It, it was terrible. It was terrible. Um, oh, no, unfortunate. But, but I saw it, I think I was in elementary school because it would have been like 85 when I would have seen it. And I saw it on video at a friend's house and it scared the living shit <laughs> out of me. It scared, like this- I,
2: yeah. I got I just to kind of say I got the thing I remember was the ads for this on TV. Like you know, I I didn't see it till it came out on video, but I remember being absolutely terrified by the ads. You'd have like the part where she was sinking into the stairs and stuff. And I'm oh. like, whoa, that's
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of the imagery in this movie like will yeah. haunt you. It's great.
0: Sure.
2: Yeah, so this movie, like, lived in my brain for, you know, maybe about half a year before I actually saw it. So, well, it was
0: also, the at that time, it was the kind of movie where the kids that did see it would talk about it on the playground. So, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were talking about Dream Warriors yeah. before the show, and uh, before I even saw that, I found out all the plot points of it from kids talking about it in the playground.
2: <laughs> I saw and, that opening night, Yeah, that was
0: dinner <laughs> for Dream Warriors. But, uh but but you know what I mean? Like there's just like they like these movies, like all these movies that were coming out, kind of became like the the legends among children, you know, uh-huh. on, the, on you know, at recess. Uh-huh. Um,
1: yeah, no, my uh, my older uh, cousins are the ones who introduced me to this stuff, this and like Friday the Thirteenth and all that. There was something like legendary about all of them.
0: Yeah, definitely, because you always had that one kid that, like, knew all of the Jason movies. And <laughs> yeah, it, you I know. know I
1: Even mean? I, I in yeah. elementary school, there'd be
2: all the discussion of the Jason movies going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: I, I still, like, when I hear a synopsis of um, of Friday the 13th, it's still in the voice of my friend Mike Barnes when I was a kid. And, <laughs> but, but, and I, and I just, uh, yeah, I, the, the, but the, movie, the scene that scared me in this the most when I was young, was in in the school when she's being direct when the when the body of the oh, first, what's the God. first girl the blonde girl what was her name again uh, um, i can't
1: remember any of the names i remember nancy's name was it
0: tina i think it was tina Tina, yeah that's her um yeah when she's being dragged through the halls in the oh. in the in the translucent body bag or whatever it is
1: everything uh, about that scene is yeah. so upsetting yeah
0: yeah the, yeah yeah, that was a very disturbing scene and a very and we should talk about it later because it was a well, very, very well done. It's it's one of the best scenes in the movie, I think.
1: It's um, one of the best nightmare scenes in any movie. That, that's another hallmark. I mean, not only this movie, a lot of the Freddy movies actually have, that, especially the early ones. But in this movie, especially, it comes out swinging you mid nightmare when it starts. And every nightmare scene yeah. is recognizably a nightmare in a way that's yeah. hideously familiar wonderful it's an incredible thing
0: and it's also interesting because he kind of does this, the same thing that he did in scream but he does it a little bit more in a grounded way where he kills off the character that you initially think is going to be the main character do you know oh I yeah but, yeah um right. and she's even well, a blonde like in scream um and like
1: in psycho hitchcock did that too he yeah no, like, oh, i know i
0: mean hear that. yeah, yeah, yeah no, nancy, I mean,
2: it, nancy certainly isn't like a, a classic main character I wouldn't say. Well, I guess she is really. I, I
1: don't know. I don't know. She, she comes into her own through the movie. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, I, I like Nancy. She's one of my favorite final girls
1: in. Oh man, Nancy's the, awesome in this yeah. movie.
0: Yeah, she's a, she's a good character, definitely.
1: She's, she's resourceful and methodical, and like really determined to kick Freddy's ass. It's, it's really cool to like. She's a really heroic character. I, I love watching this film.
0: Yeah, I, she's heroic, but she's got like a she's got, like, a bitchiness, like, in a good way, not, like, in a bad way, but, like, this, like... <laughs> you know what did. I mean? Like, there, there's, like, a... There's a quality to her that's, uh... That's, like, grating and aggressive. Do you know what I mean? And is... I disagree, it, but okay. No, I I, I think that she... Because she sticks up for herself. And she, like, you know... she's She doesn't put up with BS. Do you know what I mean? She's, uh... Like, I mean, for example you know, she, when her mom's, when, you know, like she she throws her mother's alcohol bottle on the ground and shatters it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, she doesn't put him in any yeah. shit. Yeah, I, and I when, and, and when, when Johnny Depp falls kidding. asleep, she calls him out on it. Do you know what I mean? She's not like She's a meek spunk. character. That
1: motherfucker needs to learn how to stay awake, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Toss him his life.
0: But <laughs> so. what I'm getting at is, like, she does not care what people think of her. Do you know what I mean? That's the part that I think I like about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would say that. She's, she, she is just who she is, and that's it. <laughs>
0: And uh, and also, I think that we were talking about this before the podcast, but like the actress, obviously, she's not like the greatest actress in the world, but she's perfect for the role. And so yeah, it's um, one of those situations, yeah. it's kind of like I was thinking about like what to compare it to. And I think it's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type situation where, you know, you're not going to give him an award for the acting, but you don't want anybody else in those roles. You know I mean? Yeah. So yeah, he's very likable about him. The, the, the triumph
1: way. wasn't uh, in the performance as much as it was in the initial casting, but it is a triumph, nonetheless.
0: Yeah. I w- now, now, uh, now, Joel, you had a bone to pick, though,
1: oh. uh, an unusual
0: oh. bone to pick. Uh, most people love Freddy. Now, now, I don't know if you were saying you didn't like Freddy across the whole series, but you had a criticism of him in this particular movie, or does that well, criticism apply to all uh you Nightmare know, honestly, on.
1: i I haven't seen the the other Nightmare on Elm Streets in a long time. I'll have to rewatch them to completely revisit this opinion. But my opinion of him from this movie is that he's a weak point in the movie. Um, I actually think he's goofy and too human he, as a he's threat.
0: Goofy in all of the movies, like he, he
1: gets is goofier. goofier. He gets uh,
2: goofier as yeah. it goes on from my Granted.
1: recollection. Um, and that and again, I think that's like leaning into something that's very not frightening about the character. You know. In this movie, the best Freddy is whenever he's more archetypical and less human and less wacky. Uh whenever he's got the long nightmare arms, that's pretty good, you know. Um whenever he's like pushing through the wall and you can just see the outline of him about to kill Nancy, like that's really good. Whenever he's this invisible force cutting up Tina, that's good. But like that's I'm when You're not Freddy's...
2: doing a good job of, of understanding. Well, what I'm saying
1: <laughs> what I'm I wanna I wanna ease into this because there are good elements oh, okay, of Freddy, right? Okay. Like, the, when he's just a distant voice, that's good. When Eglin's on screen and he's, like, doing his little caper in his, in his, in his stupid, like, little hat and his baggy pants and his hobo shirt, that's not scary. Like, I'm more scared of almost anyone. I'd be more scared of my own grandmother. Well, than extent, though, I, I like the fact that...
0: Well, I, I'll let you finish. Oh, Adam, you should turn your volume up a little bit, but I think you're a little low.
1: Crank it, Adam! We want this counterpoint to hurt. Uh, but my point is that, like the imagery of the nightmares is terrifying and unearthly. It's it's scary and surreal, and it really draws you into the the world the the world of the film in an, in an unsettling way. And it's a great strength this movie. Everything that's really scary to me about this movie, and it is scary. It scared me today when I was watching it in the middle of the day. That's how scary it is to me, even having seen it every year, several times a year for decades still spooky because they got that so right and every time freddie was on the, the the screen i wasn't scared i was completely grounded and unfrightened every single time because he oh. gets hit in the chest with a hammer they set him on fire he's like the comedic foil to things that are actually scary in this movie and it hurts the scares a lot for All me. Let
0: Adam respond because I think Adam had a.
1: Yeah, you guys go nuts. But my my estimation of this from this movie is that he's a goofy clown. He's just a dude. He's a he's the classic monster in a rubber suit. I don't find him scary. I find everything else around him scary. But the personage of him is lame.
2: To be honest, it's... I I you know I mean basically I'm okay with I don't actually disagree with what you're saying, but oh, I don't oh. think it's a problem because he is just this creepy pedophile janitor who got burned to death by like the parents in the neighborhood. You know, it's like, it's, it's yeah. like he's, become well, again, this, as, what's that?
1: Again, that the history of him, him as a story is great. Uh-huh. Right. Him as an archetype is great. Him as a person, lame. Not yeah, scared.
2: I'm just saying, but he, he is kind of pathetic though. It's like, I do yeah. see him as this pathetic figure, especially in this movie. I mean, he becomes, more of this larger than life figure in the others but in this if you're just watching this movie in itself i don't know it's it, it's not a, it's not like i i don't have any like great desire to go how oh, can you say that about freddie maybe brendan <laughs> Fry, like, uh, the real well, i feel, I, feel like, I just have a i just have a slightly differing opinion so well, i guess there's one, not a lot of
0: fireworks here one <laughs> i think that uh anyone listening is gonna they're gonna they're gonna be screaming at the at the, um, whatever they're, I, to your, radio, whatever they're listening to this through at the computer. Uh, so I'll, I'll try to, you know, I'll try to voice any criticisms I think they would have, but I also, uh, my personal, <laughs> you know, don't, don't hide me.
2: behind our audience. Friends. No, 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 no high, I do, I do, this, I do mediocrity. disagree
0: with Joel, but I'm usually pretty content to, you know, live and let live when it comes to these sort of uh, things.
2: Not, but, not when it comes to Freddie.
0: Well, I, you know, I, but on this point, I guess where I would disagree is, number one, I think he's like what makes the movie work. And that's why I would that's my main reason for disagreeing It's like mm-hmm. it's like him and Nancy, the two things that really, you know, and John Saxon, John Saxon works great. I like yeah, the mom, yeah. too, actually, the mom, you know, we can get Yeah, yeah the cast of the, 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 the yeah. movie is fantastic. Yeah, like, there's, great yeah there. there's other parts of the movie that work. But like he is really essential, and the Robert England performance to me is just like a classic monster performance. It is more in the vein of like Vincent Price or Gary Oldman. It's not in the vein of well, like apparently. Super
1: I was things. looking up some trivia on this. Apparently, he he based his performance on one of Herzog, uh, Werner Herzog's hmm. performance in Nosferatu, the
0: Vampire. Yeah, it was the Klaus um, kinski performance. I think. Was Isn't it Klaus kinski that? Yeah. No, that was Werner so. Herzog, wasn't it? I could be wrong. I might director be was he oh, okay, so okay. played that main part. I well, haven't anyway. seen that movie in ages, but I, I but no, no I, I, sound I all
1: smart, dropping some European names, and I fucked it up. Continue.
0: Don't worry about it. But, but <laughs> oh. Anyways, so, oh no, I, I
1: choose to be humiliated in public. Continue. Well,
0: no, so I think his performance was was great. I can see where you would, because it's one of these things where something's either you either want serious. Your tone is important to people, and so whatever mm. tone you want, if you're not getting that tone, it's not going to land with you right. Mm -hmm. But for me, this lands because I always feel like not in every horror movie, but especially in 80s horror movie and a lot of horror movies from that period and a little later, humor adds to the horror because it's not. People aren't supposed to be telling jokes while kids are getting ripped apart by a clawed glove. Do I mean, it just it feels wrong that he's amusing himself with all of these quips and, you know, just acting like a buffoon. Uh, it, it just the contrast. It's sort of similar to how, like, for me, one of the most scary movies is Evil Dead Two, and it's because of the contrast between the humor and the horror. That just uh, it that is just a really it affect-
1: is it is a scary movie, uh, Evil Dead Two, and I think you're right. There's something about the comedy that strikes a very discordant note in that. Like, I think the the moment it's that callous. is well, it is yeah, there you go. it's it's callous, but it's also like, It's the kind of laughter you hear from like Mad Men, you know, like that scene where all the different animals on the wall start like cackling and yeah. laughing at him. That's goofy, <laughs> but it doesn't hit goofy. It's, it's, it's like, scary a, and it's goofy. horrifying, you yeah.
2: know? Yeah, yeah, I still remember the first time I, I watched that movie and that scene just I didn't even, I, it was like a movie I randomly turned on on cable and it's not prepared. Ooh, yeah, that, yeah. That movie,
1: with that, no context, that'll rip your mind apart, dude.
0: <laughs> so, did Joel, did you just increase your volume, or did my hearing just restore? My
1: my, my volume is the same as it has been. Okay. Maybe it's all right. Being so, no, I just hear my, my ears
0: must have cleared something, or I don't know. Um, so well, that's good. Because I, I suddenly okay, so hear you.
1: I, uh, I'm gonna agree with you. I do want to give a point of agreement here between our opinions, Brennan. Um, I do think this movie works because of Freddy Krueger. I think you need to. Uh, put something kind of human at the center of all this nightmarish imagery to make it something that can be grappled with, by the characters there really can't be an arc for Nancy without Freddy Krueger. So I understand structurally they needed someone, you know, and even though I think it's an unfortunate reality, I I do think it is a reality that you couldn't have had nightmare on Elm street without something like a Freddy Krueger in the center of it. You could actually kind of in some way come to grips with as a human character. So I, I will agree with you that far. I still think he's a goofy clown, though.
0: But, but the, see, and I think what makes him <laughs> scary as a goofy clown is unlike, say, Jason, who's just kind of, like Jason, sort of has to kill, and he's a bit of an introvert. A bit, you know, that's that's an understatement. He's an extreme introvert. Um, he, but he's not, he's not extravagant. The way that Freddy Krueger is, extra- Freddy Krueger loves to kill, and he's creepy about it, and malicious, and it just there's something about. He, he's just so inappropriate for what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? And that's, I think, for me, what kind of I, makes it work. Uh, I don't
1: know. I, I I feel like there's two dimensions to that. There's two ways you go about it, right? The, the first way is you could do it where it's kind of true to the audience that he's goofy. And this is a movie in which that's the direction they chose. He's goofy kind of at the audience. If he was, like, actually perverse and goofy at his victims in the context of the movie, though, I think there would be something unnerving about it. I think there's something was, I though.
0: But I mean, it's good. I mean, it's obviously they're playing to the audience as well. But like there's a scene where like his tongue comes out of the phone. He says, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. That's like a that's, that's a good one. That's, that's a big good big creep move. Um, but like, yeah,
1: a... Again, the, the elements of him that diverge from just the personage of him when his disembodied tongue sticks to the phone. Yeah, that's great. You know, when he's a glove. You know, and I think that first scene is brilliant, where like you see that the disembodied hands just forging the glove from the perspective of Freddy. That tells us everything we need to know about the character in this wonderfully concise way. You know, he is that glove in in any real sense to us. He's the kind of person that would take steak knives, put them on a glove, and use it to kill people for glee. That really communicates a lot about the character. And I think where they minimize the person of him, he's a strength.
0: Well, and I, I don't know. For me, i, I again, yeah, it's probably it's just so personal preference. Here. But you know, for me, the—the—the the, the character is, um, uh, I, I think very effective. I also think that you know the fact that they were able to get such a l- lengthy franchise around that character speaks to, you know,
1: yeah. how well the well, character I'm, worked. Um, I remember liking him a lot more in the sequels. Well, it's been a while. Well,
0: here's but... here's what I wanted to mention because I was, you know, and again, you you haven't seen them again recently, so it's unfair. It's, but, it's been a hot minute, but, yeah. But I saw I saw Dream Warriors again today. I just watched it, and and like the character, like because because it is true. When I watched this again, the one thing I was thinking, as much as I liked Freddie in it, is this isn't the Freddie I remember. But then when I watched Dream Warriors, I was like oh, this is the Freddie I remember. You know what I mean? Because because you remember the Freddie of the sequels. You don't remember the yeah. Freddie when Robert England is kind of first starting to figure out the character. And there's a lot of moments that, you know, would probably have been handled differently three or four years later, um, and. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I think that, uh, but the thing about that is he's even more goofy. He's, he's like, you know, he's got <laughs> yeah. like, he, he ties some guy to a bed with tongues and he says something like, you know, what's wrong? Tongue tied, you know, like so, some kind of quip, uh, you know, yeah,
2: everything's but, a quip. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though, it, I, that, that Freddie kind of erased the original Freddie for me, because I, yeah. like I said, watching this movie again, I was like, I really didn't remember much about this movie at all, which made it really interesting actually
1: well in a lot of cases we're remembering the phenomena of nightmare on elm street more than the yeah. individual movies um because yeah. i remember the phenomena and for for me the phenomena of Freddy krueger like the the character that he's become in all of our collective memories does not a lot to do with the portrayal in this first film uh, first film it's it's very distinct like you guys said he figured out the character later on and that's the one that became iconic and that's the one that lives yeah. on well, I
0: feel like, I mean, I feel like he figured it out in this movie, but it's like, you know how like characters grow like they, I mean, they get the character, but then it takes time to really kind of yeah. for the actor to get comfortable. If that makes sense. I feel like.
1: Oh, yeah. And I remember the was, second movie having a lot of the same kind of unnerving dream imagery, but Freddie being a lot more vibrant, I guess is the word. And it, again, the, the vibrancy of it in that movie. And it's again, it's been a while. But the vibrancy of his character really kind of makes more true to me what you're saying, where he's, like, got this kind of gleeful sadism when it comes to killing people. And that makes him kind of loathsome and wonderful as a character. You love to hate that guy. He's a heel, you know. Uh, It's not scary the same way the imagery is scary. But I think there's something about that contrast that is a strength. Uh, In this movie, I feel like it's stumbling. And maybe this is because this is the first film in what would become a, a
0: long running and very yeah. successful
1: franchise.
0: But there's a guy on Reddit apparently who started a thread on um, uh, how the first no, ver-
1: Joel Clark is wrong about Fred. no
0: no 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 <laughs> that was say, quick man was, guys was, <laughs> no you <I was, laughs> no, started thread that the, the the first Nightmare on Elm Street isn't a good movie or isn't a great movie and the you know oh it's some a great other movie. He's other wrong. installments from the franchise that he considered great but they were controversial opinions obviously but I was just gonna I just think that you know it's uh, you know, my I tip my hat to Joel for taking a position that's certainly probably not going to be popular. Uh, you um, you and I
1: consistently disagree. It's one of the wonderful things about our personalities.
0: But see, so, and this is, but normally I feel like normally it's reversed. Normally I'm taking the position that is not doesn't have like okay. masses behind it, and now I can feel the strength of the masses behind me. You now <laughs> see
1: the power of the people. <laughs>
2: I love big brother. <laughs>
0: but uh, so uh, why don't we t- talk about um, Shakespeare? Cause I know you had mentioned you wanted to get a little bit into that. And, and I, I, I had, a, um, I had made a note even before, just because it's a really striking sequence where they're in the class and one of the scene. students is reading Shakespeare and he's it really getting a normal voice. But then when they transition to the dream, his voice is all staggered and weird. And it just, Really works
1: well. Whispery. and all the oh, another wonderful thing about that scene, and I'm, let's let's dwell on that scene for a minute. It might be one of the greatest scenes ever put to film, as far as just pure fright. It's so it's so upsetting to watch that scene. Even now, I was watching that scene. I was alone in my house, and all the lights were out because I wanted it to be reasonably spooky. And so she's sitting there in the class, and he's, he's reading. um You're kind of killing my my atmosphere. I know.
0: Here. I apologize. <laughs>
1: Continue. Give me a second. I got to get back into my zone. But like, but he's reading Shakespeare, and it's that uh, that disasters in the sun What is that from? It's like, what what play is that from? I can't remember now.
0: They said it was Julius Caesar, but I don't know. If
1: okay, I, I think I think that's right. No, um, but that line sticks out in my mind because uh, I like, I was talking to you guys about the about it before the podcast. Like i read something Justin Alexander wrote about it where he was like, oh, you know, actually, it was probably disastered in the in the in the past tense. Uh, which is an unusual way of characterizing the word disaster, but it's very Shakespearean. Uh, but the kids reading that one, and it's interesting to me because that is one of those weird chunks of that play where a lot of people disagree on, like, it's 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 it sticks out when you hear it. Disaster is in the sun. It doesn't, doesn't sound quiet. There's something, like, offbeat about it, which is unusual for the bard. Like, you know, Shakespeare really brings it when it comes to being really lyrical in the way he wrote. And that's one of, like, the only lines that's, like, historically disagreed upon as being, like, something kind of discordant. And it's great, because he's reading that one, and she nods off. And like you said, he's still reading it in the dream, but, like, the cadence is completely wrong. And he's, like, got this somnambulistic, like, body language, and his eyes are blank. And he's, like, whispering
0: it in the Yeah, yeah.
1: And all of the—and I was noticing this, too— all the body language and all the like the little movements that made the scene so alive before are gone. All of the classmates are like stock still like they're mannequins and they're still living actors. And it's actually really unnerving when you notice that difference. And then she turns around and her friend is like dead in a body bag and like bloody and like talking to her in that same kind of whisper language, like right outside the door. And gets drug away by some invisible, mysterious force and she goes down the hallway and there's like these autumn leaves that are falling for some reason. There's this blend of the outside and the inside that's impossible anywhere but a nightmare. And then she runs into a goofy hall monitor who's like, you've got to have a pass. I don't know why, but
0: it. I always love that scene where she <laughs> says, uh, you know, just the way she says it, uh, you know, and and the way that she like the, the way that she moves the glove and the look of the girl in the Freddy Krueger. It just works. With the crazy oh, voice Disagree. on top of it, I don't know. I, uh, I, I will say it's always one of my favorite Well, no, it's funny. <laughs> it's meant to be amusing. It's not. It's not scary. It's, it's just. Uh, you can see why.
1: You could see why a scene that is that absolutely brilliant has that that sour note when that gets hit, right? And it and it, it might work for you. It seems that it does. For me, it pulls me out of the nightmare in a way that I'm just like, oh, come on, man. I was well, just getting. I was almost. I was getting there.
0: For me, it's just I don't know when I see a horror movie where there's humor like that in there. To I call it like being in the hands of a psycho director because it's like the director isn't taking, he's telling jokes as all these horrible things are happening and he's having a good time and he really shouldn't be. It feels like it, it feels like there's like a lack of empathy in the movie as a result of the humor and that to me makes it more horrifying somehow.
1: I will um, say okay, I will say this. There's a certain purity to that dream sequence that he disrupts. Yeah. And if the, the idea was that he was supposed to be this unnatural anthropomorphized disruption, a ghost within the dream, that does work. There you yeah. go. That's that's what I'll <laughs> no, say. It works. I don't like it, but that does work, right? On some level, like, I'm aware now that something is discordant. In I the- think
0: I think if we can agree on the mechanics of it, but disagree yeah, on whether we, we can like certainly- it, I think that's brilliant. Um
1: you know, I, I I find myself having to agree on the mechanics, although I dislike that direction mostly because that's it's fine.
0: So- that's fine because another director might have gone another way, and you mm-hmm. might have preferred it going that way. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um,
1: well, you know my preferences and how things go. Um, but but yeah. So okay. All right. I have to hand it to him. If the idea was to disrupt my my unnerving dream sequence, uh, then it worked. Did. And I will say, like, when she goes into the boiler room after that and confronts Freddy, that's kind of a wonderful spooky scene. And Freddy's yeah. in that scene. He, like, cuts himself and he's, like, all full of, like, maggots and gross slime. The ubiquitous 1980s green slime that was everywhere from there to the Ninja Turtles movie.
0: And, the, and that was the scene, too, where they played, like, that weird drum beat. right? Was there a weird drum beat in the background when she's running away? And they, oh, yeah, the drum, yeah. and they show his hand. There's a weird shot of his hand going like that that I yeah. always thought looked strange, and I and I and I still don't know if I like it or not. I've always been kind of on the fence with that shot. I,
1: that's that's one of the things that works for me about Freddy. Okay. Uh, whenever you have scenes like that, we're like, wait, what is what's happening? What's he doing? Why is his hand there? Why is his hat there? That stuff works for me. Okay. Because I don't understand it with my conscious mind, but something way deep in my medulla oblongata goes
0: danger. <laughs> But it was, it's was definitely an interesting scene. I, I, got, I and, and again, I don't hate the glove. I just thought it was. I've just always been. I never understood why they were doing that is, I guess, why. You You're know, not supposed to
1: understand it. it. It's horror. Horror.
0: I mean, from a stylistic standpoint. Not oh, OK. From, like, yeah, why I think
1: the name of the
2: episode sense? is going to be the quote from you. Don't hate the
0: glove. <laughs> don't hate the glove. Hate don't hate the 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 glove. episode. You Don't know, hate, I tried the to make hate the glove. Hate the gloves. hands. When I was a kid, we were always trying to make that glove for Halloween, and it just never, it never worked properly.
1: You, you just weren't weird enough to make we
0: it. Well, we didn't. We didn't have the shop skills to understand that you needed to have like the finger things and all these other things to.
1: Another fun you know. piece of trivia: the only guy that did is the guy that made it, uh, the prop guy, and that's okay. the one whose whose hands are making it in the beginning of the movie. Well, that's the first on screen shot of Freddy is the prop yes. guy making the glove.
0: The the other thing about that is they had a sharp version and a non sharp version and they kept getting them confused with each other. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah.
1: You know they should have put a little piece of blue tape on it. That's what I was
0: uh, saying. There should have been a marker on it to, to avoid that. It is issue. not hard. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, they did <laughs> that gonna... later on with the the very final scene with the door where the uh, what's what's her name's mom or Nancy's mom gets pulled through it. If you look at that scene closely, as I did because I wanted to see the puppet, um, in the shot beforehand, it's just a blue door. And in the shot afterward, there's a little piece of blue tape on it.
0: I guess that's what you, the prop What toy. did you think of the ending? I know that we're thinking ahead of ourselves. I thought oh I love it? that ending.
1: What a what a great surreal like middle finger to everybody who wanted a happy ending in a horror movie. Love it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I I like. I know it's controversial with some people, but
1: I like the ending. How could how could but, ending that perfect be controversial? It's it's the well, perfect ending so to the this. Re- movie. The reason
0: it's controversial is because he didn't want to have that ending originally, and so I think a oh, lot of. Oh, fucking then. <laughs> No, but, you know, how I think I think a lot of people, when the director wants one thing and then it goes the other way, you know, but I think that he was frustrated to that. Nope, I don't nope. think it was like it, he was forced.
1: Um, I but, hate author theory so much. Look, the director is wrong sometimes, people. Here's my second controversial opinion. Sometimes the director is an idiot and they need to get a taste of their own medicine. They need no. someone to put them in their place, a good editor, a good, like, someone who says... Okay, I know what your vision is, Captain Autor, but you know what's actually good? This other thing that you're rejecting because you're too vain to see it right now. And th- th- this ending stood the test of time. Well,
0: well, I, I, I do favor. agree. It's a classic ending. I've always been kind of ambivalent about it. I think because, I- in a way, it works because it, it actually makes it very confusing exactly where the dream states are by the end. You, know what I mean? you just have yeah, to yeah, lose of kind all of your footing. Like yeah, and, that, and I think that's in keeping with the idea of the movie so it works but it's also like you watch it and you're and you're very frustrated because that you want you want all of the lines to meet to to, to meet and for everything to you know line up properly and it just doesn't i
2: think i, th- uh, I think that's that, that that is a strength actually for this yeah. kind of movie and most movies that would be a weakness but in a movie about dreams for it to to be impossible to truly figure out how everything fits together it's like that's great. That's perfect. No, i
0: I think you're right. I mean, I agree, but I do have this ambivalent feeling whenever I see the scene. like
2: uh-huh. I, oh, I, yeah, always, I get it. Which, I, I understand okay. the the ambivalence, but I like the ambivalence
0: now, how did you feel about the dummy through the window? did that does that work for you, Joel? Or are you a... absolutely. well what what got me about it this
1: time was I was watching that scene fully well knowing that had to be some cheap, cheap prop. Yeah. This movie was made in a shoestring budget. And it was totally convincing. They knew how long to put it on screen for your mind not to be able to process how fake and lame it looked. Because I went, I feel like something
2: a little uncanny valley about it too, which I think actually makes it creepier.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh,
1: If you if you slow the movie down and look at it, it's terrible. I'm sure they were shooting it like this is never gonna work, but Uh it does. It actually does work.
0: And it might suffer under HD and all that too, but I, I, I,
1: I do the HD of these. Like I like Adam was talking about, it's best to watch this stuff on a VHS. That was that's, that's where it lives. That's where it was born. You know.
0: But, um, but I, I I don't know. I I I like the doll. I like the I like the ending. I just have this ambivalence about it. But but I think it's a good ambivalence. Cause I think it's 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 sort of sometimes a movie makes you have a feeling you don't want to have. Do you know what I mean? Like like you. Well, want horror is
1: exactly that.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's like you want the character to live and be happy. Like that's what you want sometimes, and you're not getting that. And the frustration that you feel at the end as a result is a good. frustration. Yeah,
2: and you get you do get that with this movie because she is someone who really really fights hard through the whole yeah. movie. It's like if anyone in a horror movie yeah. deserved to live and get get away, it's a. It's her, but... Nope. I mean, in the sequels,
1: she lives, doesn't she? Like, isn't well, she, she does live. Live. And, Yeah. And by like, the way, the,
2: if, the if word... Consider the sequ- yeah, but a lot of times when I watch the first movie, I just pretend the sequels don't exist because...
0: Probably for the best.
2: Know, it's not like they were plotting three movies ahead with uh, this franchise.
0: The word I was looking for for her character was gumption. That's my note. She's oh, got gumption. gumption. She pushes that boyfriend around. That was my note.
1: Oh, that's, that's... <laughs> yeah. No, and I I like that they tee up everything that happens in the movie. They they tee up those girls, um, the weird dream girls doing the uh, the creepy Freddy's Coming for You" song. That's mm-hmm. early in the movie too, right after the the dream sequence with Nancy. That like one of the first ones we see them, and like they they've they've cranked up the uh, the speed so that like it's it's in slow mo with them a little bit. It's just slightly off from the cadence of the yeah. movie, and then it pans over to the the quote unquote real street where our waking characters are doing something. And it's not clear if they dreamt that part or if it's yeah. real or not. Yeah. You know? So they, they tee that up. Another thing they tee up, speaking of the boyfriend, is the fact he can't stay awake to save his life, literally. Because yeah. Yeah. earlier yeah. in the he movie, she's like, to- you stay awake, I'm going to go asleep sleep and fight him. And he fails. And so later on, they do the same thing. She's like, yep. I'm I'm in here in the house, you just have to stay awake for like an hour, dude. Get it together. And he completely fails. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah, he, yeah he's... Uh, well, I... I how did you guys feel about all of the different characters in the, the you know, Johnny Depp's character? And, the, you know, we talked about Nancy, but some of the other characters. In the who was the
1: who is the guy that got accused of killing? Leeser? Yeah. I, uh,
0: what
1: was his name? I don't remember his name. I don't
0: remember his name. Uh, hold on. I
1: loved, I, can... the, I loved the actor they got to play him. I mm. loved his performance. and I loved the character. Um, I yeah, really I liked all of the casting was triumphant in this movie, and there's so many subtle things. The movie is really smart and efficient with its screenwriting, and it it trusts the actors, and it's wise to put its trust in the actors because this is a fantastic cast. And like all the adults, I never realized it in earlier views of this movie. They're all carrying around trauma and dealing with it in different ways from what yeah. they. Yeah. Did That's what's
0: so great point. about yeah. the backstory of this. That this has one of the best. Ba- well, we'll get into that, um, but because I don't want to deviate from the
2: character discussion. Yeah, well, so, yeah. as a middle schooler watching this, I didn't really appreciate that aspect. Of it. Watching it as an adult, it's like, wow, everyone well, in
0: this movie is shell-shocked. Yeah, in fact, why don't we address <laughs> that, and then we'll get back to
1: characters. Yeah, because all their relationships are ruined, they're all divorced, they're alcoholics, they're control freaks, and when you first yeah. watch Especially as a kid, you're like those adults. They just don't understand. Then when you're in your 30s, especially if you are at a, at a like a, a parent, you're like, oh no, I get it, guys. You know, it's okay. You can drink a little. It's not, it's okay. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, like mur- watching this again was guy. like
2: watching ET again as an adult and going, oh man, what the fuck's going on with the mom but, here? Mm, but uh,
1: yeah, and you're like, ooh. Uh, but it's, but, like, they don't just murder a guy, like they straight up like extrajudiciously yeah, yeah. that guy in like this war crime level away. Like yeah. they don't just kill him. They like they Ooh. burn him alive. That's that's I, some shit v- right there. But
0: here's why that works, because he's he's a child murderer. And so you have to have the adults have to commit a crime that is so over the line that it oh. causes a child murderer's spirit to be unrestful, right? Like that's the that's kind of the premise of
1: the movie. So, well, it's mostly it ambiguous about like because we we as an audience we're presented with this reality of Freddy where we kind of know he's guilty, but in the universe of the movie, how could That's they have been? I mean. He was actually like proven innocent in a court of law. I mean, it was a technicality according to one of his murderers, but we don't know how true that is. Like we wouldn't know if we were in that world. So I could see being the kind of person that was like, I think I did the right thing, but I also immolated a guy.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Even if you did the right thing, actually burning somebody alive, even if they deserved it's going to leave a mark on your soul for a bit. Yeah. It's called
0: called righteous anger. That's what that's called. Um, No, it's, (laughs) it's wrath, i'm sorry it's it's they they they've moved into they've moved into wrath beyond righteous anger so but well
1: and i don't even know how much of it was actual anger their kids are all fine as you will recall you know no i
0: mean again i mean we got oh, we got to have an in-depth discussion on should they or shouldn't are they um, oh, yeah. you know oh. I, I, I well here here's what's interesting about that backstory in this in the movie they say that 20 kids in the neighborhood were killed by Freddie. And that's what prompted them to do. Yeah. So you're like thinking, they dropped like that
1: number this time. I was like, that's an unbelievable that's body. A huge
0: problem. number. That's a huge because this it's, is like a it's suburb.
2: A, it, it, it it fits with the movie because I yeah. just just like kind of the, with that Wes Craven kind of vibe of movie where it's like everything is just a bit over the top. Yeah, you know, yeah, that that. Good, this yeah. is a, this is a like you said, this is this is a movie that someone's going to go to school and tell all the other kids about. Yeah. And then and so that's exactly kids. the kind of details they would do. And <laughs> guess what? Freddy killed 20 kids on this one street. And everyone's like, whoa. Well so like that's, that's perfect, perfect movie writing, in my opinion. But I, yes. I
0: just I love that the parents all got like that just the, the way that she goes to the basement and the mom pulls out the glove. It's like you we all know the story now, but it's really like a like I remember how much of a surprise it was that like not uh-huh. only was this does her mom know who Freddie is, her mom killed Freddie. Like the the whole all the parents <laughs> on the street have you know have murdered this guy and and they're they're, they're they are they they do not want to tell the kids anything about it so is is uh, well,
1: and the overprotectiveness of all the parents makes a lot more yeah. sense when you think about it like they know how bad the world can be they've they've and they're the kind of people that made the decision to do something way over the line as you put it to protect their kids so that's just their personality they they set that down years before we meet them as characters and it's brilliant that it plays so differently to young people and old people because we're introduced to the characters as the kids would be introduced to them. They don't know that backstory about their parents. They just know that, you know, their parents are really strict. But when you're a grown up and you see it, you're like, "Oh, I could like I could and it's not like I would make that decision. I don't I don't know what I would do. But like I understand what it would mean for me as a person if I made that decision now, because I'm a grown man and I have kids of my own, and I know that if I was sealing the door and, and lighting a guy on fire, like I understand the kind of person I'd have to be inside and what that would do to me in the long term. So it's. I, I don't think any
0: nor, normal people are not going to come out of that situation. I think uh, the, nope. the way they came in. And, and again, that's why the the mom's drinking. It makes a lot of sense, but it's yep. also that's why,
1: why the marriage failing makes sense. Like, yeah. it all it all kind of all the little pieces fit together in this wonderful and comprehensive way. It's when I call it genius. Like, there's there's so much depth to that. Like, what what a brilliantly realized little screenplay. Ninety minutes this film is. Ninety minutes they conveyed all that.
2: Yeah, considering like the movie, the movies reviewed like the unnameable, where it was like they just squandered like an hour and a half of your life with like people walking from room to room and all yeah. the stuff they managed to pack into this movie, it's uh, it is kind of kind of amazing.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought the mom was an amazing character. Actually, oh, there's something gonna... there's something off about her. Like, <laughs> the acting is like over the top soap opera. I think I don't know what yeah. I classified it as, it's... but it's not well, normal.
2: The thing is, the acting in this is perfect in a lot of cases. Like, you know, Johnny Depp's performance, watching this movie, there's no clue that he's going to be like one of the biggest stars in the world. But it is a he came in and did a tone perfect 80s horror movie teenage boyfriend performance. And (laughs) like, he did exactly what the movie required. So, but I
0: feel, but the mom went a little bit above what, like it feels like she's kind of in her own lane a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, a, yeah, like she's not like she's, a, she, she's almost like a character from another franchise in this, in a way. <laughs> she you feels, know, I don't know about that. But I, she
1: feels awesome. a little bit like a twin Peaks actress. Yeah. That yeah. That,
2: That's true. But twin peaks feels like an eighties TV show. So there you go. That's kind of what it's riffing Got Kind, off
1: kind of. of a soap but opera. To me, she, st-
0: she stands out in a good way. Like there's uh and I think it's important because she's the one that like her relationship with Nancy is kind of the most important relationship in the movie in a lot of ways. Um, Yeah. uh, Just, just the, I don't know, just the way she behaves, just the fact that she is like a, an alcoholic and that's like a, I don't know. It's like a crucial detail for Nancy's character as well. Um, But yeah, I I just, you know, the the mom, it's, it's like a borderline, like there's, there's, there's an edge of humor to it that works for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the mom is presented.
1: I also like the scene. There's a lot of little things in this movie that, like, I think if you're hyper analytical and over specific, they would fail for you. Um, But I think they work really well in movie logic. Like going back to a. the 20 kids body count. That's un- a little unrealistic, right? It's just, just the, mm-hmm. it's just that would the, the right block.
0: There's like my uh, block. I don't think even has 20 kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Like a neighborhood to, to lose innocent. 20 kids is like <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. But well,
1: yeah, I, that'd be like a national tragedy. Like everyone yeah. would know about that. There's no way that yeah. guy get off the technicality. Yeah. Uh, like, cause someone would have shot him. Well, um, but
0: that's, but that's what happened in the movie. That's like, that, that's, you know, he got off on a technicality. And so they took the law into their own hands. Um, right, right. And there actually, and there was um there was a there was an instance of um, I know there was a famous case in Florida where a, uh, a kid was was molested by like a karate teacher or something. And when they were taking the karate teacher to like trial or something on a plane, the father was at the airport on a payphone, and this was all caught on camera. he turns he turns around as the guy's getting brought out and he shoots the guy. And I don't think anything really happened to him. I think he was. I think he was.
1: Uh, one of those slap on the wrist scenarios. Yeah. 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 That I mean, no, that scans.
0: Well, I mean that, that's, that's kind of what big. this was. This is sort of like that, but magnified.
1: Oh god! People. I literally just at this moment realized the reason they got away with it because one of the parents was a cop.
0: That's yeah. Well, he's but,
1: like the sheriff, dude. That's why they got away with it. Oh my god!
0: Do we know that's that he was a cop when that right happened, there. or was that?
1: Well, he definitely got into law enforcement afterwards, so he probably had some pull beforehand. Nice. Honestly, you know what? God damn it, this movie's ingenious. <laughs> yeah, I That's really like, like John in
0: this movie. I think he was, uh, it's really it was cool. nice having, it's nice having like one, like, like great venerable actor in the movie when it's, you know, most of the casting isn't that. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. yeah, it is. But the, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as as far as you you talking about the the cleverness of the twist and everything, it is it is a good rule to remember if you're going to have a twist reveal, like the parents killed Freddie, and that's where Freddie comes from. Yeah. You want to have all these little clues that when people watch yep. it a second time, you're like, oh, okay. So you, you could do that <laughs> oh and have good, it just come time. out of nowhere, but then it just feels random. It's like, oh, okay, the mom's a killer. What?
1: Right, if you don't lay the groundwork, it feels lazy. This movie's yeah. smart in terms of laying the groundwork, with yeah. everything. Like, even, like, the the last little scene where she's doing the tricks and traps, and, like, a couple scenes earlier, she's reading a self-defense book about how to do home defense, you know? I don't know how realistic a, a tripwire explosion trap is for home defense. I feel like that might be counterproductive, but it did work in defense of that book, so... Well,
0: and she was using a manual, which I thought, you know, if she, if she was – sometimes in these movies, the kids just do those kind of traps on their own, and it's like, wait, how do they know how to do it? But she, they at least established that she got a manual of some yeah, kind, which studious, I appreciate. studious,
1: went to the library and did it. Um, that, another thing that um, – I'm losing my train of thought here. It's just kind of late over here, too. But, like, uh, another thing that was kind of on the far side of believability was when the sleep doctor was talking about how dreams are – Made up body magic mumbo jumbo. Yeah, that yeah. stuck out to me. I'm like, wait, no, they're not. We understand chemically That's... and psychologically what dreams are. Even then, we did.
0: Did we? I uh, see. I don't. I have no idea. But...
1: Well, I mean, it, we we certainly wouldn't have a scientist call them made up body magic mumbo jumbo.
0: <laughs> like, come yeah. on, this
1: is your science, dude. You're gonna you're gonna dress that up. You're not gonna admit that it's magic.
0: That actor <laughs> bothers me, but also captivates me for some reason because. I feel, like, whenever I watch that scene, I feel like he's trying to remember his lines. I mean, I don't know if that's the case, but that's just Ooh. the impression I get. It looks like he's trying to remember his lines to me, and there's just something that's, like, odd about the performance. I'm not skilled enough yeah, you're to right. know. Do you know what I mean? It just looks yeah, he dark. does
1: come off like that. I didn't think about it, but he does. Because you're right, like, there's something a little off about him.
0: Yeah, it's like he's pausing too much. It's like, you, can, like, you know when you can see somebody thinking with their eyes? It sort of looks yeah. like that, like... He's like trying to remember the line. Or so something.
2: is he as an actor or is he just someone who got a cameo that was like a friend of West I Gruben have, I have
0: no idea. Well, well, this like, is a shoestring budget. Maybe was he was different. an actor who chose to look like a doctor who was taking his time to pick the right word or something, but <laughs> it, it failed, failed miserably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just, you got to take risks as an actor.
0: That's but, true. That's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There was just something weird about his delivery, too.
1: But. It was a little off. There's a lot of that in this movie, though. And again, I think that ultimately it all works to the movie's advantage because the uncertainty we have as audience members about what's real and what isn't real is a very important part of the horror of this movie.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And speaking of that, we had mentioned the greaser a while back. I did want to mention the funeral of the greaser um, because I always thought that was a little bit weird where the priest says, you know, his death is a warning. He who lives by the sword dies by the sword. And then he goes on to say, like we also say, "Don't judge, lest ye be judged." But that just seemed like a, like an odd thing to say to people at a funeral. Like <laughs> well,
1: his grieving parents are there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like,
1: like, dude, dial it back. Save like, it for and, Sunday.
0: And granted, I've never been to the funeral of a person accused of murder, so like maybe maybe things are even... different when when that happens. But I don't think I've ever been to a funeral where the where the priest or whoever is officiating it said you know, like admonish the crowd for being related to a person who did something terrible.
1: Um. (laughs) Yeah. Again, it's kind of just, just on the other side of believability. And I, I, I'm speculating that a lot of those decisions and like some of this is just Wes Craven's fingerprints, but I speculate a lot of those decisions are to give us as an audience, a sense of vague unreality to permeate the whole thing. Um, yeah,
2: I think a bit of both there. So I mean, it is just Wes. West Craven does like to be a little over the top, and it, you're I mean, right. It you does know,
1: new nightmare. So
2: yeah, but you're right. It it does help give that unreality sense to have that kind of tone.
1: Well, and our our portal into this world is Nancy, and she has she misses the entire week of sleep
2: yeah, over which this film know. takes yeah. place.
1: So some of this is her mind just kind of like dipping in and out of unconsciousness.
0: Speaking yeah. of which, how did the mom not smell that pot of coffee that she was brewing? Yeah, it might not yeah, I was like the
1: only one who'd who noticed it, that. It's but yeah, like
0: only the most recognizable, unmistakable odor in the, the world. The only thing I can figure
1: yeah. is that her whole house stank of coffee <laughs> at that point. Yeah. It just been constantly on and she's like, I maybe she was too much of a lush to notice. She might yeah. have been a couple sheets of the wind at that point.
0: So drunk she just didn't.
1: Oh I'll smells my own gin. Yeah, like
0: <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I also I get, have to say that the guy who played Johnny's Depp's dad, that was like the most mm-hmm. convincing dad performance I've ever seen. And like, dead. he looked like a real oh. world dad to me, in that. <laughs> especially when he was on the phone with her. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that
1: scene was great. I, I, I love, love it. Stuff. Stuck the landing, Dad. Good job. But.
0: Uh, but also another little piece of trivia: when, um, when she when she gets this, the the gray streak in her hair and she looks in the mirror and says like, "My God, I look twenty years old," or something mm-hmm. to that effect. Um, I think she was actually twenty years old when she, she filmed was. the movie, so it was like a. I think <laughs> it was like an insight. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I don't. Know, any other thoughts? I we we've got about fifty minutes.
1: Oh yeah, no, we're we're getting there. Um. This is one of my favorite all-time films. And if someone listening hasn't seen it, man, do yourself a favor. Uh, Go in a nice, quiet, dark place um, and watch this movie. It's wonderfully unnerving. Uh, I saw this as a kid. I was like 13 or 14. I might've even been younger. And I was terrified to go to sleep because I thought that the dreams would kill me. And what what an irreplaceably wonderfully and spooky experience. It scarred me for life, no doubt. Um, so, a high recommendation for this movie. I it's 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 intelligent. It's eerie and it's it's beautiful as a film. Like the the nightmare sequences are like works of art. They're like nothing else committed to film beforehand.
2: It's, it's very like... surreal. It's very surreal. Mm-hmm.
1: And even though I don't like Freddy Krueger as a character in this movie, I do like the performance. Um, I think that there's a lot of spookiness Mm -hmm. surrounding the character. And this is a great entrance in what would become a legendary uh, horror franchise. So do yourself a favor. Go go watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Not the 2010 one. You can avoid that.
2: It was it was good watching this after uh, all that time. Like I said, I barely remember it, so it felt like watching it for the first time again. I mean, it's just a really fun plot. You've got a, a really interesting main character who's extremely active and interesting to watch. It's a good cast overall. I had absolutely no problems with this movie that I can complain about. I mean, it just it just deserves its status as a classic, and that's really it.
0: Yeah, I think I think I, I, you know this is it's a really good movie. It's um it's unique among slasher films from that era. Like you know,
2: mm-hmm. Freddie looks
0: different than most other slasher. He's not this big husky guy. He's got a he, he's he's got a wit about him. You know, he just has he just has more of like a an adept uh, you know style of conversation. You know, some some most slasher bad guys don't even speak at all, or if they do, it's you know it's it's not uh, it's nothing near what Freddie does. But physically, he looks different. And also, it's got a unique premise. It's just not, you know, it's, it's not simply a guy going around murdering teenagers with a knife. He's a guy going into their dreams, which is really, you know, a cool concept and, and makes it stand out, I think, from from that period that we're in the same genre. But I, I also just think, it's, you know, it's a really good standalone movie. Uh, you know, you, you know the, the franchise is enjoyable. I, I do like the franchise. But it's a, this one is one where they could have not had a franchise and they would have had, a, it would have been maybe remembered better even, I think, if they didn't, because then it would be this one-off. It yeah, was, you, kind of achieve,
2: you kind of achieve yeah. burnout with uh, Freddy, you know, in, in, at that point. So I, <laughs> well, thought, I mean, this I,
1: is a film that like saved the production company, right? So like, oh, yeah, of course, they made they, it.
0: Well, it yeah, became we're the Freddy show enough. after this, you know, it became the Freddy show. Um, well, there literally
2: was a show too, like the anthology Freddy, Freddy's yeah. Nightmare show. That was that was that was one of the worst anthology shows of the age. Well, and then
0: there was there was also the Friday the Thirteenth show, which I don't even think had Jason, if I remember. Well,
2: Just, that was that show was actually kind of entertaining. It was it was only it, it wasn't even really related. They kind of like stuck the name on it, but it was these people kind of retrieving these uh, artifacts cursed by hell, and every week they'd go after a different artifact. It's
0: like the difference between the two Ghostbusters movies, like the, the really old Ghostbusters movies. Yeah, and...
2: exactly. So it was like it was barely the same thing. But that, that show is what I kind of enjoyed. I remember that having some really solid, scary episodes.
0: But... Yeah, no, I, I used to watch that show. I enjoyed it. Oh, OK. I, yeah, I agree with you about the, 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 the Nightmare on Elm Street.
2: Yeah, that I yeah, I was terrible. Yeah. I, was just I think
0: wasn't Will Wheaton in a Friday the 13th episode that playing like a ghost who was abused by his dad, or am I thinking of.
2: I barely remember the show. I mean, I haven't watched it since back in the day. I just remember it being pretty good. I heard there was I, a Demon I, Mulcher, too. That was pretty I, cool. I,
0: Ooh, I could even remembering Mulcher. another show. There were a lot of horror anthology shows at that time. So, yeah. There was Tales from the Crypt as well. Someone,
1: um, someone once compared me to Will Wheaton. I've never been so insulted in my life.
0: Well, for what it's <laughs> worth, I don't understand the comparison at all in your case. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe there's somebody who doesn't know anybody that's a gamer or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was the uh, yeah. that
1: like like Will Wheaton is big into D D and stuff like that. So
0: it's like if I met like a football player, I'd be like, You're like Tom Brady, even if they're nothing like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> guy guy who's only seen minions watching a second movie got a lot of strong minions vibes
0: from this.
2: <laughs> 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 really we we got a channel into... where he compares explains how every movie compares to minions.
1: Yep, and, uh... it's, it's all about the frame of reference, folks. All right, I think that's everything I have to say for right now about Nightmare on Elm Street. Go watch it, you cretins. All
0: All right, right. I would agree. I would agree. I think we're uh, we're at the end of the road here. So yeah, you know, you can check it out. I think we saw it on Amazon. So
1: I I saw it on YouTube. Honestly, I like buying stuff.
0: Okay. Same price. One of my concerns. I'm always worried when I do this. If like I always want to make sure I see the original theatrical release, and it always pisses me off when I watch it that I realize I got like a. A later directors
1: oh yes i'm gonna yeah like don't um, don't do that come on just give me in the film sometimes I you
0: can't help it amadeus you cannot i cannot find the original theatrical release anywhere um, oh really and and the director's cut sucks so i don't know you know it's just longer but it, it's worse so
1: yeah. most movies benefit from brevity again i don't like directors mm-hmm. cuts again the editors they when they release this film generally they knew what they were doing Directors cuts are self indulgent tripe for the most part. So.
2: A lot of times they're just really they're called directors cuts. But they're driven by the studio just to put out a new version, and they just put yeah, everything no. that was cut out in it. But no, I think and I I think the best director's cut is Blood Simple by the Coen Brothers because they actually made it shorter in the director's
0: cut.
1: Good. Yep. Well, I, if anyone I trust, the Coen Brothers to continually brutally cut their movie down to its marrow.
0: Yeah, that that <laughs> doesn't exactly. bother me if they're taking stuff out so much. But I, I just yeah. I don't like the uh, I I don't like that you don't know that that's what you're getting half the time. And yeah, I really don't like yeah. that. Like you can't like Amadeus is one of my favorite movies. It it, it flows beautifully, and they add a scene with him. And, and yet you chose to be the
1: champion of mediocrity in this episode. Shame <laughs> oh. on you. That's right. I have also watched *Tom okay, well,
0: or... well, I have to hand it to you. That is a very well placed insult. I, I that was that was a, Hell that was yeah. a good callback. Gotta um, get my
1: last jab yeah. in. I don't
0: I, I don't think Freddie is a mediocre villain, but but I but I will hand the uh, the quip to you. Uh, but I I, I, I really like want to get back on like my point about Amadeus. Victory. Oh yeah, please. Um, the, which is you know they disrupt the flow by having this scene where he's has they show why he doesn't take students. But they already handled that with dialogue between him and his father later in yep. the film. That's in, in the, the same beat twice. Movies. And there's this whole other thing going on with Solieri and Mozart's wife that's really weird, and I don't think adds anything to the movie at all. Some people like it, but I think it just—it's like a, it, its just strange to me. Um, it, it seems out of character for both of them, quite honestly. I, I didn't
1: uh, I didn't VHS of that for the longest time. I remember either of those things, so I think that maybe the VHSs are gonna have to go with this one.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. I mean, again, we're we're talking about Never in Elm Street, but I haven't seen it. Oh, the
1: Amadeus people came here for your opinion on Amadeus, though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what the switch. Ah,
1: you fools!
0: That's what we should do next time. We should we should like get like the biggest horror movie possible, and then like do some I'll other. Th- we'll do a mortal. We'll, or... we'll
2: segue into a mortal beloved. Uh, yeah, movie <laughs> yeah. Gary Oldman exactly. next, next. Well, minute.
0: no, but see, that works because that's kind of a horror movie. You know what I mean? Uh, like yeah, epic, yeah. You know? Um but is, yeah, there, I,
1: is there a horror movie bigger than Nightmare on Elm Street though? This is like when I think of horror movies, this is the one I think about. This, like, is, this is about as know. iconic
2: as it gets.
1: I yeah. mean Halloween The Friday,
2: Exorcist Friday, is up there. The
1: Exorcist. We did the Exorcist already. Well we're running out of movies that people are gonna care about for to do that bait and switch with.
2: Oh, okay, so what have we got left? We're going to have to bring out a big one next
0: one. Gremlins. uh... We'll do Gremlins.
1: Oh, Gremlins!
2: Yeah, it's almost Christmas. Perfect. I've had Gremlins on my mind lately, actually. I've been wanting to watch it.
0: I found out my wife has never seen Gremlins, and so I'm going to make her watch it. Nice. Uh,
1: Oh, man, yeah.
0: She's never seen The Howling, either. So, yeah, I'm
2: I'm not actually sure if my nephews have seen gremlins, but if not, they're going to. And if they have, they're going to see gremlins too. seen gremlins Gremlins
0: too is really good. That's Um, great.
1: If it's PG, then it's fine. I, I don't I haven't watched have them watch any R movies. They're only 10 and 8, so that's a little bit much for them. Like, Gremlins, watch
0: Gremlins is PG 13 because.
2: No, that's... no, no. It was PG. PG 13 didn't exist when Gremlins. No, it came,
0: came out as PG. But what I remember happening was it came out and they made it PG, and then they made it R, and then they made it PG again, <laughs> and then they settled what? on giving it. Then PG 13 came out and they gave it PG 13.
2: Uh, it's PG. I, I, I refuse to accept anything.
0: Well, anything I, honestly,
1: there. even accepting PG accepts well, the well, censorship of moral Puritans. I, over I tend to
0: agree America. with Adam, yeah, but in, in defense of the PG-13, my sister ran out of the theater during Gremlins. Good. That's what was supposed to happen. But yeah, the, she's part of the, the cat. And the usher said, there goes another one. So Great. So oh my you know, God, I
1: love it. Okay, my kids have got to see Gremlins this holiday season.
0: It's. I mean, I don't think by today. But a few will hear us talking about. Scary, it. Scary, but about like, uh, what was that one? Well, well no. I but I know. think what right. I heard happen was the previews for. You know, and that little
2: girl is a congresswoman today.
0: I think that, my sister? That's no, the fact she's me. not a con. No, she she is. She is probably the most successful out of all the siblings. I will there say that. There
1: you go. <laughs> but um, it's but not uh, a high bar to clear.
0: Gremlins for I'm all. last
1: jab. My last jab tonight. That one was mean.
0: Well, I didn't hear it. What
1: was it? Oh, it's for the best. You'll be listening to this. Well, you'll be remixing Am I this. Am going to have
0: to take it oh, out? Like, how bad so...
1: was it? No, no, I was just insulting your entire family. No big deal.
0: What did you What did you say <laughs> about my family? Oh, you'll
1: find out.
0: All right, well, I'm going to have to say something <laughs> terrible about your family in return when I find out what this is. Uh, I'm the
1: my family, so that works for me. <laughs> you heard me, Clark Clan. Up your game.
0: So, anyways, uh, we'll end it here. It's so obviously getting a little bit late and uh, yeah. the last <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later.